So it will be 9 a.m. to noon at McKnight Park, uh, totally free. We will have them come in um, through that entrance, and we're expecting to be able to handle probably a 1,000 or more um, if there's that much demand. Anyone who has any concerns, they think they may have come in contact or they have um, any concern about this uh, COVID-19, I would encourage them to come out and, and let's do a test and, and reassure you. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, testing for COVID-19. In particular, drive-through testing with another round in Murfreesboro Saturday, May 1st. Our guest is someone who's been very busy in this crisis. She's Dana Garrett, the director of the Rutherford County Health Department. Ms. Garrett, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. This must be the craziest two months of your life. (laughs) It definitely has been. Um, it's, it's been an experience learning as everyone else has through the process of this new um, virus that we didn't know anything about. The Rutherford County Health Department conducts COVID-19 testing Monday through Friday from 8 to 4.30 every day. What's that process been like? Uh, yeah, so we've streamlined that. It works really well. The public would just need to call us first um, at our clinics and the number will be posted at uh, 615-898-7880. If you call there, uh, we'll give you a time to come and you'll pull up into a parking spot and a nurse will come out and perform the test in the car and then you'll be on your way. How many people have been taking advantage of that daily testing? Uh, So we're doing around 200 um, a day now at the uh, health department. And you just said in your car, is that the way you're doing it daily as well, or is that only for drive-through testing? Yes, daily. They come into a parking spot. We go out through the drive-through one. They just drive through, and we go up to the car. So a little bit different. Um, so kind of versus a kind of like a sonic method where we go out to the car on the daily, and then for the drive-through, they're just driving through a spot where we have lined up. But you're making it as convenient as possible for people. Yes, we're trying to remove any barriers or concerns for people and just going out to their car and taking care of their needs. Now, this weekend you've announced, as you had in the previous weekend, uh, that you will be doing drive-through testing, and that's at a different location. What will that process be like? Yes, so that process is going to be at McKnight Park. You will enter off of the Jordanet side of the park, Um, and that's where you'll go in. You'll get lined up in uh, by our traffic uh, police that will be helping us, and then you'll just drive through until you get to the testing site where a nurse or a medic will collect the specimen from a nasal swab, um, and then you'll drive on out exiting over by the Walmart side of the park. About how long does that process take since you've done it one of the previous time? Yes, yeah, so we learn each time we do them and I think we've gotten more efficient. We have a lot more staff, a lot more community partners that are helping us with this one. So we expect for it to flow very quickly through the, it takes us about a minute and a half to do the specimen. 
It takes a couple of minutes to collect the demographics that we need. We have to get your name, your address, your email, a good phone number to call you with your results. We call results seven days a week. So as soon as we get a result, positive or negative, we let the person know as quickly as, they, as the result comes in. So that's why you need that information is so you can respond to them as soon as you find out. Exactly, and then we get the email so that if they need some kind of letters um, for work or what, we can email them those. Based on the last time you did this, approximately how many people are you expecting to take advantage of at 9 a.m. to noon? Yes, so it will be 9 a.m. to noon at McKnight Park, uh, totally free. We will have them come in um, through that entrance, and we're expecting to be able to handle probably a 1,000 or more um, if there's that much demand. So it just really depends as if how many people show up, but we're expecting to be able to do a 1,000. And that's about what you're capable of handling? Yes, yes. Because there has been an issue with PPE, not yes. just the nasal swabs or the chemical, but even the protective gear that is required. So you have right. to gear up for that as well. Exactly. So we have to plan for those kinds of things, and we have a detailed plan on how to use that um, efficiently and effectively um, and keep everyone protected. Who will be conducting the test? Uh, nurses and medics. And so they're experienced at this already. Absolutely. They've all been doing this for a long time. Um, it's a relatively simple procedure from a medical standpoint um, to, to perform and to do correctly and have reliable results. And when you say medics, are you referring to the National Guard medics? So we have some National Guard medics, and we also have some Rutherford County uh, EMS medics who will be helping us as well. Approximately how many people will be involved in the process on, from your side? Um, yes, altogether probably will be somewhere around 70 to 100 um, people out there. So some will be city officials who will be helping us with traffic and the flow of things. Some will be setting up our supplies and equipment for us. Uh, we have about 25 people who are trained and will be doing testing, the actual specimen collection. We have another 25 or so that will be collecting the demographic information that we talked about from the patients in their car as they come along through. And we'll have um, two lanes of traffic going through there to try to make it go even smoother and faster. There is also uh, an extra lane for someone who may have a large family um, that could slow down the process. So we'll have a, a little divert lane for that as well. And one of the questions that might obviously be asked is how much does it cost? Yes, that's a good question. It is totally free to the public, provided for free. So that's great. So if a family comes in in a car, then you accommodate the family as well? Yes. Anyone who wants to be tested um, will test them out there that day. So what is the message you're saying? You just said anyone who wants to be tested. That's the message that the governor has been uh, putting out for a couple of weeks or more now. Absolutely. You're really encouraging everyone to take a test. Yes. Anyone who has any concerns, they think they may have come in contact or they have um, any concern about this uh, COVID-19, I would encourage them to come out and, and let's do a test and, and reassure you. From a health perspective for you all, what's the benefit of doing that? The benefit of doing it, it helps us um, from public health look at the entire structure of um, what's happening in our community. If we have more tests done, then we can see more of a picture 
of what uh, the disease looks like in our community. And right now, <clears throat> the state releases at 2 p.m. every day the list of uh, positives and uh, negatives. Uh, the negatives are far higher than the positives. Yes, correct. What is that saying, or, or is that something that you feel comfortable explaining to us? What should we gather from reports like that? Right. So, and also on the positives, that's the positive since it began. So we have some that it also releases the number of recovered. And so that's people that are doing perfectly fine and are back to their normal life. So our number of actual positives at the time is, is lower than the number that's posted every, every uh, day at two. Um, and what that tells us between the positives and the negatives is it shows us what kind of community spread do we have um, happening right now in our community. And we've noticed a downward trend of um, cases per test done for our population over the last several days. So right now the observation is that there is a downward trend based on the testing. How much testing would you like to see? Um, so that is being ramped up all the time. We're continuing to offer more and have more targets and more efforts towards that. So um, things are changing, and I don't know exactly what that would look like in the near future, but I know we're going to continue to increase testing opportunities for people that are interested in having that done. There's been another thing talked about uh, out there, antibody testing. Uh, what do you want to say about that, and are there benefits to that as well? Yes, there's a lot of, um, it's a good question, because there's a lot of interest in antibody testing. That's a blood test that would, hap would occur, and we use it in other communicable diseases and other things that we use to know things like, are you immune um, uh, to a disease? Have you been exposed to the disease? Antibody testing for this virus being so new, um, is still, we're still kind of trying to figure it out. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that when you have an antibody test, we don't know for sure what those results mean clearly. It's not clearly defined yet. So right now, mass antibody testing is not necessarily recommended under our guidelines. And that's why even though there's been a lot of discussion out there in the public and the media, it's not something that they understand as being fully accurate at this point. Are there any doctors or people in, let's say, Rutherford County that are conducting antibody testing? Yes, know? there are some approved antibody tests that can be done. But again, that it's not a one test tells us the answer we need to know. It could be in conjunction with the nasal swab or other symptoms or other testing that, to give us a better picture of how to help that patient. But just to have that result can sometimes be a little ambiguous, um, and we'll have to do other testing to get us a clear picture of what we should do for that patient. On the normal testing, again, I think some people have made an observation that if you're doing drive-through testing, it's not in a clinic like you would if you were inside a building. Is there, is there a question or any problem with the fact that it's done in a drive-through fashion? Yeah, absolutely good question. I think there's no concern at all. Um, the procedure, like I said earlier, is very um, simple from a medical standpoint to do and to do correctly and do reliably. Um, and so we would have you sitting on a table in a doctor's office, which would be much like your car. Um, so it's, it's very easy to replicate what we would do inside through a drive-through. And what's interesting about that is the state 
Department of Health and our local health department here, we have been planning for several years for pandemics and medical emergencies. Um, and one of the things we have planned is mass drive-throughs for say things like vaccinations or medications that we may need to get to people in a large uh, quantity in a large amount of time for whatever the process might, the, the disease might be. So we've kind of practiced this as emergency preparedness with our county and city partners and the police. And so we have already got these plans in place. We didn't know it would look like this. We didn't know it would be testing that we would be doing, um, but we do have a detailed plan of how to do drive-throughs and have practiced them and and done them for flu vaccinations and different things like that as well. Well, that's good county. to know because one of my next questions was going to be, you know, how complex and, you know, what all you have to do in order to conduct drive-through testing. But to some extent, because you're in public health and you prepare for things, you've already planned, like you said, for some of this kind of thing. Absolutely, yes. And we have some memorandum of agreements at several high schools and McKnight Park and, um, several places in Smyrna and Laverne as well where we could easily partner with them and set up something for um, drive-through type um, events that we need to handle. The other thing that's being discussed is contact tracing. Uh, obviously that's important as well to this whole process of testing and when some of these folks do test and they test positive what is the process regarding contact tracing? Um, so public health, this is not a new term to us. We have been doing contact tracing or disease intervention um, for all kinds of communicable diseases for, uh, for years. This is how we control, uh, part of our uh, mission is to protect, promote, and improve the health and prosperity um, for residents in Rutherford County. And the way we do that is some of this contact tracing and disease intervention for any communicable disease. Um, but yes, our team has been um, ramped up to do that. Um, we have involved other staff members' duties reassigned to help us um, do all the contact tracing that we have to do. What it involves is calling every single positive case. We have to talk to them. We do a very detailed interview with them over the phone. We find out about all their contacts. Contacts can be five to 20 to you know more. Um, and then we contact the contacts, that's called contact tracing. And we talk to them and we advise them. So it's just a lot, as you can imagine, to follow up with. Um, and then probably every day, I would say we make at least 50 phone calls regarding a contact follow-up. So a lot of phone work is being done yes. in your office. Yes, and we do that seven days a week. Do you foresee people. the need of having to hire additional people to do contact? tracing? Yes, I, the state has hired additional people or partnered with additional people um, to help um, with the areas that need it. So we have people that work in Nashville office or the East Tennessee area that we can assign cases to that are also not, don't have as many cases maybe and they can help with the contact tracing and have been doing a good job. And we can see it all in the system and know what's happened. And I know it's hard to explain every single case but give me an example of what happens in the contact tracing process in which someone knows they've been associated with someone who's tested positive 
what do you have to advise them or what do you discuss, discuss with them about whether they need to uh, isolate or quarantine? Right, right. So if they're a close contact and they're discovered that they have been in close contact to a positive case, then we will have them isolate and recommend that they come in and test. And we'll kind of talk about their family and their personal history, health history, and uh, arrange for them to come in and get tested as well. There's also been discussion about having some employers do testing. Um, how feasible is that? Uh, yeah, to, to that's a good that question. Um, right now, they're recommending that we kind of follow as employers, follow the CDC guidelines on uh, employer, employees. And the guidelines are pretty clear in that they want to make sure you're screening your employees when they come to work, um, that you make sure that if they're sick, they're allowed and told to go home. Um, that you um, check their, when I say screening, I mean like asking them their questions, have they had a close contact, are they having any symptoms, checking their temperature um, every day before shift. So those kind of things can be done, but if it gets to the level of testing, they would really need to work with health authorities. In yes, order to exactly, that. exactly. Case by case basis, they could reach out to us and um, work with us for sure. We'd be glad to give them guidance. We've been talking to a lot of employers on the phone and giving them guidance and referring to experts where they need to be. But at least asking questions, finding out about their health, and then maybe doing a temperature check because now you can do that pretty easily with the, what are those exactly. devices called? That I think there's a device where you can take a temperature quickly? Yes, yes, and one that you don't, it's a no-touch, so right. you don't have to, um, we just call them no-touch thermometers. Okay. Um, but yeah, that would be the recommended way to do it. And then, of course, looking at your workspace. Do you have enough room in the break room to spread people out? Do you have, if not, maybe you need to change breaks around where there's not a crowded group, not holding staff meetings, keeping the physical distance between people um, in their workstations as much as possible. Well, as we wrap up, we probably should explain again the process for this weekend. Uh, May uh, 2nd is, yes. is going to be uh, some testing, drive-through testing. And you may do it in the future, although you don't know for sure when and right. whether. But kind of explain that and what people should do if they want to be tested. Yes. So um, May 2nd, 9 to noon, you would come out to McKnight Park and you're gonna enter um, over off of the DeJarnet side of the park. And um, all you have to do is give us your information and drive through and then we'll con conduct the test and then you'll be on your way. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. We've tried to remove as many barriers and make it as easy as possible for people. And then also don't forget if the Saturday event doesn't work, you can call us Monday through Friday at the health department, um, eight to 4.30 at uh, 615-898-7880, and we'll be glad to um, test you then as well, Monday through Friday. Dana, thanks a lot for joining us and for all that you're doing to help keep people safe. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you inviting us. We've been speaking with Dana Garrett, Director of the Rutherford County Health Department. For more information on the City of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. You've been listening to The Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.